You are listening to Grab Them by the Pod, a member of the Ace Podcast Network. them by the pod a trump political podcast we are brand new no we're not new we've just been away for a while jesse what's been going on in our absence bud so much has been going on whenever we go away that's when the crazy stuff starts to pop off so we got a couple things we want to talk about that happened uh last week or so um you know it's we're recording this right now it's Night. It's almost 12 o'clock on Friday night, and President Trump is going on a tweet storm. Of course, he's just retweeting things, so nothing really to report other than that he's, you know, president of the free world, and he's laying in bed probably just getting very angry at people and whatever. He's so, wearing the robe, not wearing the robe. What do you think? Oh, uh, I don't know what he's wearing, but I know Melani isn't in bed with him. She's probably in another room somewhere else. Uh, so, so while we were gone, uh, one of the craziest stories, and it's a fun story, was um, – CNN's Chris Cuomo obtained a tape uh, that Michael Cohen recorded of uh, then-candidate Trump. Uh, he wasn't quite president yet. Uh, that's when we still had some hope about the future. Uh, and on the tape, uh, Trump is heard discussing about how he would buy the rights to a Playboy model uh, Karen McDougal story uh, about an alleged affair that, he, that she had with Trump. Uh, but you know, rather than us trying to repeat what was said, let's just listen to it right now. I need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info regarding our friend David, you know, so yeah. that I'm going to do that right away. I've actually come up and, I've spoken, me, and I've spoken to Alan Weisselberg about how to set the whole thing up uh, with so what are we funding. That, uh, yes. Um, and it's all the yeah, stuff, all the stuff, because, you know, you never know where that company, no, you never know where he's going to be. Correct. So I'm, I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be... Listen, what financing? We'll have to pay you. So I'll pay no, 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 no. I got... No, no, no. Well, well that's not good for Trump. I mean, I, I just wish we had left in the part where he was screaming, someone get me a Coke. Now, was he asking for a Coke or some Coke? I know he's he's been known to... Oh, Enjoy both. Are you I, saying that the president of the United States has done drugs at some time in his life? No. Listen, all I know is that he was in New York City in the 1980s. He calls that as Vietnam. So <laughs> it, it was tough. Um, you know, life, life is tough in New York City for a rich man. So this shows that Trump was aware of paying off people or buying their stories, doing something that could help him. Uh, And when we hear Cohen telling Trump about plans to set up a shell company to finance the purchase uh, of the story for the National Enquirer, it's interesting to look at it from a non-legal sense. They're putting together a fake company. Uh, They're paying somebody off, and they're just acting like it's another day in the office, like no, no big deal. I mean, call me crazy, but I don't think this is the first time that they've done something like this. No, that's pretty much the way businessman Trump has conducted himself over the last 40 years. You know, we, it was fun when he was just, you know, that kind of foolish guy on, on in movies and in commercials and stuff. But now he's the president. Uh, Trump wanted to pay with cash and Cohen clearly was not crazy. about. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. But this all brings us back uh, to the issue of campaign finance violations by the Trump campaign. Um, Trump's people basically performed a catch and kill, and that basically means uh, they bought the rights to a story so they could kill it and make it go away. Uh, But if you're spending money to help a campaign, then it's a contribution to the campaign. If it's a contribution to the campaign, then legally it must be obtained to the FEC. I spent many days in the lobby of the FEC 
dropping off filings myself. Uh, this obviously wasn't reported to the FEC, and it's kind of thing that can get them in big trouble. Well, and we know how that works, in-kind donations to campaigns and the like. It's like when you had a sweatshirt made for your campaign <laughs> last year. You had to report that, right? I did. Every every little bit, it gets uh, reported in to make sure that we're following the law. And if we can do it at this local level, someone running for president should be able to hire enough people to take care of themselves. I, mean, I used to work at a law firm where we had a dedicated department of people who would do all of these filings. These were for congressmen. These were from large universities and stuff. So it's not like it can't be done. It's just that he didn't care or more likely he just didn't want people to know that this money was changing hands at all. Seems more uh, likely that that's the case. And then it brings us back to the whole Stormy Daniels thing, that if he was doing this for McDougal, then he's probably doing it for Stormy Daniels. He's probably doing it for other people. Um, this is, you know, it's not like this was happening in the 80s. This was happening right before the election. Um, so when, we, when this all came out, Trump obviously wasn't very happy. Uh, he started tweeting out saying, what kind of a lawyer would tape a client so sad? Is this a first? Never heard of it before. Why was the tape so abruptly terminated? Cut. Uh, when I was presumably saying positive things. I hear there are other clients and many reporters uh, that were taped. Can this be so? Too bad. Well, when I hear that, the first thing I think of is if he never heard of it before, how has he heard that other people and other clients are, are taped? It makes no sense. Well, you know, that's a good point. And perhaps, you know, what kind of lawyer does this? One that, you know, knows that his client is a pathological liar. And more importantly, I think it gets at something else. If you look in between the lines here of this tweet, he's so abruptly terminated and then in parentheses cut <laughs> as if someone, as if his followers wouldn't know what the word terminated means, that he had to <laughs> spell it out in layman's terms, cut. And again, that's who he's playing to, people who might not know what the word terminated. That is too big for their vocabulary. He claims to like ignorant people. What does Arnold Schwarzenegger have to do with uh, the paying of these Playboy models? That's probably what they're thinking. Um, you know, I was just watching before we recorded this, the newest episode of The Bill Maher Show, and he was saying, you know, people keep telling him it's, it doesn't help things to call the opposition stupid. But when they believe some of the things they believe, like, what are you supposed to do? Um, it is tough. Um, and remember, Trump just like a year ago insinuated that he maybe had re uh, recorded Comey when they were in their meetings. So he had no problem with at least insinuating that uh, recording people was okay when it was going to benefit him. Uh, but when it goes against him, of course, then he's furious and very upset about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, wouldn't you be upset if somebody recorded you without your knowledge? I probably would. I mean, every time I talk to you on the phone, what do you think happens? I have a whole database put together of it. Um, but it's not <laughs> illegal. Not yeah. in New York, anyway. And not, not in Connecticut, either, by the way. I, I'm pretty sure I checked on that. Um, yeah, I was reading an article from the American Bar Association um, Yeah, on whether it's legal or not. I mean, like you just said, in New York, it's not illegal. Um, it's a one-party consent state, so as long as one person is being recorded and knows they're being recorded, in this case, Michael Cohen, it's all good. But the question was, is this ethical? And the legal scholars seem divided. Um, the ABA Standing Committee on Ethics and Professional Responsibility concluded in 1974 uh, that an ethical ban on, dis uh, on dishonesty, fraud, deceit, or misrepresentation generally prevented lawyers from recording uh, conversations without the other person knowing it. But uh, in 2001, the committee withdrew that opinion uh, and stated a new opinion that lawyers who record conversations without the knowledge of parties don't necessarily violate the ABA model rules of professional conduct. But, you know, they were unanimous in saying that it's probably advisable for a lawyer to inform a client this is happening. So, you know, they're saying it's, it's not unethical, but it's probably un, 
they wouldn't approve of it. I guess that's if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a large difference between illegal and unethical, and that again is something that the Trump team could uh, take a lesson from. In collusion, perhaps we'll talk about that later. But just because something isn't illegal or even unethical doesn't mean that it's best practice. And certainly, I, I don't know how I feel about uh, you know. Uh, one person knowing that they're being recorded and so they can record it. Well, they're having a conversation with somebody else. Shouldn't that person have a right to know? Yeah, and I, I'm with you. You know, I if you ask me just generally speaking, am I in favor of it? I would say no. Uh, but when you're dealing with someone like Donald Trump who lies you know, more often than not, uh, definitely more than the average person, I can understand why, why Michael Cohen would want to do it. I mean, Michael Cohen isn't a hero for doing this. I mean, it's making us very happy that we're seeing uh, some of the things that Trump was doing that we think is unethical and possibly illegal. Uh, but it's not like Michael Cohen's a great guy. It's just kind of, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, and that circumstances have brought us together, you know, not us personally, but us and, and our viewpoint together with Michael Cohen at this point. So um, you know, he may be untrustworthy, but President Trump is far more untrustworthy. Yes. And it sure makes for, you know, a good listen. It does, and, and supposedly there were, what, 11 other tapes or so out there, so I'd be really interested to see what comes out uh, of these. Well, time will tell. They're more exciting than sex tapes, folks. Well, I wouldn't go crazy. Well, we, we've talked about this, that if the P-tape was real, and yeah, I'm not saying it is, who knows, but if it was real and it was released, would we watch it? And I think I would have to watch, I mean, I would... It's it's you know, it can never be unseen once you see those things. But I I don't see how I don't watch it. Would you would you watch it? Uh, jury's out here, but I definitely see you popping it in the. Uh, I was going to say the VCR, but we don't have those anymore. <laughs> I, I could see you downloading that off the internet and watching it on your computer. You know, I've been watching a lot of the new Sasha Baron Cohen show, uh, Who Is America? Um, they're talking. You know, they talk like Dick Cheney. They talk to uh, Roy Moore, a bunch of people. And I watch a lot of that show with with like my hands over my face, like looking through my fingers because it's just so awkward. And I kind of imagine that if the P tape was real and it came out, I'd have to watch it through my hands. Like, like I'd be trying to stop myself but i just couldn't couldn't prevent myself from watching it um but you know well that's that doesn't matter right now if it ever comes out we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it so uh but some some newer uh developments that are uh, just as crazy uh earlier this week trump uh, had called for attorney general jeff sessions uh to stop the russian investigation which uh, you know, as a ramp up of the attacks of what he's been saying in the past, he tweeted out Attorney General Jeff Sessions to stop the rigged, the rigged witch hunt right now before it continues to strain our country any further. Bob Mueller is totally conflicted and his 17 angry Democrats up for 13, by the way, um, that are doing his dirty work are disgraced to the USA. Huh. What do you think? This means one thing. That Mueller must be getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, what? Let's. It's one of the things I, I, we've talked about this on the show. I don't think you've had a chance to ever watch it, but the cartoon by cartoon president, our cartoon president on Showtime. Um, one of the things in the last episode, they had like Bob Mueller is like too cool for school because he's you know he doesn't tip his hand at all, and all the Trump cabinets you know are, are attracted to him more so than President Trump. And President Trump was getting very upset. But if you look at Bob Mueller, he's not falling for any of these attacks that Trump is setting. I mean, Trump's trying to like 
goad him into showing his hand, and he's just ignoring it. And that's really what you have to do when you're in uh, the, the case of Bob Mueller. I mean, it's his job is not to fight back on Twitter. His job is to find the truth. And, you know, I mean, it may be that he doesn't find anything and that we're all very upset about it. Um, or more likely, it may be that he does find something. And, and that's why he's just, you know, keeping his cards close to his vest right now. And he'll pop them out when the time is right. So in other words, many of us would appreciate having Bob Mueller as president than Donald Trump. Hey, everybody says Bob Mueller is an honorable man except for President Trump. Um, he, the opposite, he did go to war. He's worked for other presidents. Um, he's, I, mean, I haven't seen anything that would, that would indicate that he's not working for America versus uh, you know, themselves or you know, other countries that I won't name right now. I'm sure you could all figure out what I'm talking about. Um, the interesting thing here is that you know, Trump is taking his anger out on Sessions. I mean, this isn't the first time he's done this. He's done this a lot in the past. Uh, but Sessions recused himself for the Russian issue. So Trump really should be yelling at Rod Rosenstein, um, or, you know, he's yelling at Jeff Sessions to fire Rod Rosenstein if they put somebody in his spot so then he can end uh, the Mueller investigation. Oh, you know, but uh, what if? What if there's something to it? There might be. I mean, they have to call it a witch hunt when it hasn't been concluded. Um, these... Things go on for a long, long time. Look at the you know white water. Um, look at the Nixon campaign. They act like oh, it's been going on for almost a year. It's time for this to end. Now it's not time for this to end. So this all upset uh, even some Republicans on Capitol Hill. Uh, Senator Cory Gardner said the investigation will continue. Um, Susan Collins from Maine said, uh, I think it's highly inappropriate and intemperate. I would rather be far better. It, it would be far better if the president just refrained from commenting and Mr. Mueller proceeds with his investigations, which after all has already resulted in more than 30 indictments and has led to a trial that is ongoing even as we speak. Well, my problem with that is she could do something about Trump if she wanted to. I mean, she's a Republican, but she's really a liberal Republican in a swing vote, but she's you know going to talk and then, you know, do whatever. Well, you know, she helped out with the uh, Affordable Care Act, so maybe, you know, give her give her some time. Maybe yeah. she'll come around. I'll give her credit where credit's due. Okay, I don't want to be a jerk. Uh, Sarah Bookie Sanders, uh, you know, keeps making excuses for Trump, saying, you know, that, that wasn't an order. It was just the president's opinion. The president's not obstructing. He's fighting back. Um, and a reporter asked, do you know, Sarah? Uh, when the president gives you an order and when it's an opinion, and she really couldn't give a good answer. I mean, she came back with the same nuts as she always does. But it's true. if something comes out of the president's mouth or the president's Twitter, you assume it's the words of the president, unless said otherwise. Uh, but we have to just guess whenever he says anything, whether it's real or not, or whether he even said what he meant to say. The president has been very clear. Except for when he hasn't been or when he when he misspoke. Uh, I meant to say wasn't, not was. A bit um, smocking. <laughs> smocking. That's, that's, I, he was he was just going crazy this uh, couple of mornings ago. He said smocking guns instead of smoking. Uh, he said that uh, Paul Manafort and he compared him to Al Capone, but unlike you know a normal human being, called him Alphonse Capone because whenever I'm talking to someone about Al Capone, I'm like yeah Alphonse Capone, and then he ended up spelling Alphonse incorrectly. Uh, you know, it's pure Trump. Pure Trump. <laughs> Uh, Twitter. Twitter. You know, I, I don't know how I'd live without Twitter, but man, I was just talking today to somebody, um, our, our, our mutual chiropractor I was talking to today about how I remember when 
I, you know, I, I would get upset with other politicians on all, of all parties using Twitter incorrectly. And there was a time where the president's Obama's uh, Twitter account like said like "Go Bulls" or something, and I'm like, I don't think that's appropriate for the president to be tweeting about the Bulls. Does he have a more important things to deal with? Now, oh my God, that was nothing. Looking back at it now, um, what a the world has changed in, in tweeting about years. the Bulls wearing a tan suit, man. Oh, what a scumbag he was. Scandalous. No, he's part of the uh, he's part of the deep state we'll talk about that a little more <laughs> a little bit too um it's it trumps back to the you know i barely knew paul manafort thing which is such nonsense you know he worked for reagan he worked for dude he he after he left his campaign he was still talking to trump it's it's just nonsense the way that that he tries to incept people i mean it, maybe it's not nonsense because it works um we said the people they believe what he says um we'll talk about his tampa bay rally uh in a little bit and people there said you know i, I listen and believe whatever trump says because if he says it it's the truth sad but true this is the state of this is america this is I feel like donald donald glover here a little uh, childish gambino this is america oh god it's, uh, i mean maybe i, I think I, maybe i do have trump derangement syndrome you know the, the right to push that like, yeah, maybe they're right maybe i do because i just can't focus sometimes but just the insanity that goes on i mean a lot of people i think are just becoming complacent uh in in what they hear and what they see but uh, as we've said repeatedly including in our political article uh from six seven months ago is that you can't become complacent you have to keep repeating yourself uh even if it gets old because the second you become complacent is the second that it becomes normal and it's the second that uh he gets away with even more stuff next time absolutely this is not normal we'll say it time and time again but it's not normal that's why we do this podcast and I was watching an interview with Wolf Flitcher uh, and Congressman Steve Cohen uh, earlier in the week, and he said the things. I mean, he's, he's a congressman, so uh, take it for what it's worth. He's a Democrat too, by the way. Uh, but he said there's a good chance that Don Jr. and Jared Kushner are going to be indicted, uh, and if that were to happen, uh, then Trump can just pardon them, and then that—that's where things go off the rails big time if that ever happens. Yeah. By the way, did you catch the picture of Robert Mueller and Don Jr. waiting for the same plane last week? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, how how awkward. That yeah, our friends at Politico reported it and shared the photo on July 27th. And according to the Washington Post, they were both waiting at gate 35X down at uh, DCA Reagan Airport, uh, which is the worst gate at the airport because you wait in a low ceiling dimly lit holding pen they call it then you have to take a shuttle bus out to the actual tarmac to get on your plane so this is like the worst one in the entire airport and these two you know like mega people in this whole investigation are both sitting there seemingly unbeknownst to each other you know, it's it's like when you see someone you've gotten in a fight with and you just pretend, you know, I'm, I look the other way the entire time. They knew what was going on. I mean, I, I want to give credit to the guy who, or girl who took the picture because you know, Robert Mueller's one of those guys that like, if I see him in the right context, I'm like, yeah, it's Robert Mueller. But I was just walking down the street in D.C. and saw him. I don't think I'd like necessarily go, oh, my God, it's Robert Mueller right now if I wasn't thinking about it. Um, I mean, we used to have a uh, professor in college who said you should just look at every old man walking down the street because it might be Alan Greenspan. This is back in the... Early 2000s. So you never know who you might see walking down the street. I mean, I saw just the body of Ventura walking down uh, L Street, uh, L Street, yeah, when I was there. So. But in case you were wondering, <laughs> in case you were concerned, uh, Gate 35X will finally be put out of service 
by a renovation project that's scheduled to be completed in 2021. So, you know, Jesse, if you ever fly into D.C. again, you happen into that airport, you by 2021, you won't have to sit in that uh, cow pen of a gate 35X. Well, it's a, it's a nice, what, $59 each way flight on JetBlue from Connecticut, from Hartford down to uh, DCA. I can't beat that price. Once in the morning, once at night. I actually once flew up to Connecticut for a job interview, did the job interview, and then flew back. So that's, you know, that's what you do. So Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani continues to slow descent into madness uh, with all these interviews he's putting out. It's just, it's, it's crazy. This dude was America's mayor, and that he was Times Man of the Year, and that I, you know, won, I think I voted for him in the primary in two thousand eight. Um, what happened to poor Rudy? I don't know if it's just senility, you know, the age is setting in, or he drank the crazy juice. I, I mean, it's it's if it turns out he, had, and I, you know, I don't, we don't know anything, but if he has like dementia, I'll feel bad making fun of him. But will I though? Actually, no. I think I mean he's the, the way things he's doing to the to the country, the lies he's putting out there. I mean, I don't know. It's some. I, I'm speechless, and I'm you know I, I talk a lot and never shut up. And for me to be speechless when it comes to talking about somebody, uh, they've got to be really going off the rails for me to get to that point. Yeah, the only other logical option would be that his 15 minutes of fame dried up a good 15 years ago, and he he's drawing at straws trying to get anything back in the limelight. And even if that means he's got to act crazy to do it, then he's doing it. So his newest talking point is that collusion isn't a crime. He said, I've been sitting here looking at the federal code trying to find collusion as a crime. Collusion isn't a crime. And so now it's like, oh, he didn't collude. But if he did, it's not illegal. And soon it would be, well, he did collude, but it's not illegal. And is anybody going to buy that? I mean, it's it's not directly collusion is what they would charge him with. But look what's going on with all the Russians that have already been indicted. Uh, obviously, these things can be handled in a legal manner, and uh, they may be do, uh, just that if uh, things work out the way we hope they do. Well, as you said before, Jesse, they seek to normalize this type of malevolent behavior. And once, you know, uh, the sheep have all accepted this, they, they will follow it and, and not care that it happened by by that point and they can get away with it that's what they are banking on but we can't let that happen and by the way kevin i want to apologize to our listeners i just said you know if things work out the way i hope they do or we hope they do and you know one of the things when i started this podcast I'm like okay you know i want to be a little more even-handed that wasn't very even-handed at all my own personal views go into that uh and, and i know obviously we put our personal views in this all the time but i just thought that was a little a little too much so i apologize to any conservatives who may be listening i don't want to be uh angering you guys at all Bottom line, we hope that justice <laughs> is carried out for the exactly. sake of this country, for the American people. We want a just and fair system. And if it turns out that the president you know, illegally sought to collude and conspire with another country to better his chances of getting elected, and then he did, then that needs to be dealt with. And we just want you know, fair and just practice in the United States. Yeah, I'm for anybody who does illegal things, especially when they're politicians, whether conservative, liberal anarchist, socialist, whatever. If you're doing it and you're elected and you're doing it and it's bad, get out of there and let the law handle with it because there's... I can't believe I'm saying this after working in D.C. for a decade, but there's no place in government and politics for corruption. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, um, and this is also kind of weird, too, that uh, Giuliani is talking about, well, you didn't... Collusion's not illegal. That No one really has charged him with that yet. It's kind of like going out and coming back in without your wife asking where you were, saying, I wasn't having an affair. Uh, you don't need to confess your crimes before you've actually been accused of them, uh, by the people that count, at least. Well, I mean, somebody ought to tell the president that. 
Yeah. And, and Giuliani says, well, hacking was a crime. The president didn't hack. But remember in the debates, he thought maybe Barron was ha- Barron or a 400-pound naked guy in the basement. There was, those were two options for who was doing the hacking. Um, whoever did listen to him, though, when he asked them to start hacking the DNC. So uh, maybe Barron's better at the computer than we thought, or maybe that 400-pound naked dude is, you know, pretty efficient. The other thing Giuliani has been doing is referencing top uh, Trump officials meeting at Trump Tower to plan for the infamous Trump Tower meeting. And then four hours later, denied that that conversation or anything that ever took place. Um, you know, I, I can't tell. We've been saying what's wrong with Rudy. Do you think this is controlled chaos? Is he just saying crazy crap so, to confuse people or is he just incompetent? Uh. To give him the benefit of the doubt, I would say that it's the controlled chaos, right? That that this is part of their, you know, their plan, their modus operandi here is it's let's confuse the hell out of people so that we can sneak things in under the rug. And they they've seemed to have operated this way throughout the, you know, the Trump administration. That would make sense. And like I said, giving Giuliani the benefit of the doubt that he's not completely off his rocker. You know, I, I think in the spirit of the president and Alphonse Capone, we should just start referring to Giuliani as Rudolph Giuliani from now on. Oh, yes, what's wrong like with Rudolph? It. I don't know. Rudolph's run, run, Rudolph. <laughs> um, one of the craziest things we saw in the last week uh, was Trump's rally in Tampa. Honestly, I just found it to be very sad. By the way, Kevin, do you know you need an ID to buy groceries? I did not know that. And of, of course, when Trump said groceries, he really meant beer, because whenever I say, hey, honey, I'm going to go out and buy some beer, I go, I'm going to go get some groceries, and I come back with a six-pack or, or a bottle of vodka. Um, just just say you made a mistake and move on. Who cares? Uh, but before this uh, whole Trump speech, uh, large numbers of the audience really harassed CNN reporter Jim Acosta. Of course, Trump always calls them out and calls them fake news and hates them. Um, and Jim Acosta was trying to cover the rally. Um, and when you're crowding somebody who you disagree with, uh, you're acting... I don't know, violent, but you're definitely coming off in a violent manner uh, and screaming. You've seen it. So, I, mean, I can imagine that could be a little scary for someone like Jim Acosta. Yeah, and all the while, these people know that the president is willing to pay their legal fees <laughs> yeah. should they act on their feelings. Oh, yeah, that's. I mean, he's actually said that. So uh, Jim Acosta then tweeted out, uh, it's a sample of what a sad scene we faced at the Trump rally in Tampa. I'm very worried about the hostility whipped up by, the, by Trump and some in conservative media will result in somebody getting hurt. We should not treat our fellow Americans this way. The press is not the enemy. But the problem is, by the way, that Trump has told them the press is the enemy, the enemy of the people. So uh, if Jim Acosta says the press is the enemy, it doesn't matter because the president is telling his minions, no, 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 let's disregard it. Don't pay attention to the guy behind the the curtain. Listen to me, and the, they're the enemy, and they're going to listen to him. Right, and he regularly lies and tells these half-truths, but he, he gets his supporters to believe him. Uh, they eat out of the palm of his hand. And they believe that things like CNN and, and Washington Post and Time, uh, New York Times are spreading propaganda and fake news. You know, this, again, reiterates the importance of teaching our youth critical thinking skills and being able to judge and uh, place value on certain uh, news media over others and be able to tell what is real, what is credible, what is not. I believe you meant the Amazon Washington Post. Well, all one word, as the president calls it. You're right. How how could I forget? <laughs> I'll give Jim Acosta credit. I mean, you know, he he does go out of his way to 
not give in to the Trump administration. So I understand why Trump supporters don't like him. Um, but he engaged with the people who were yelling at him when he wasn't reporting. He was civil. He was respectful. But of course, Eric Trump tweeted out a video of the mob yelling at him and Trump retweeted it this morning. So uh, by Trump retweeting, I think that's just him you know, agreeing with it or at least endorsing it without actually endorsing um, the the verbal assault, at least, on, on members of the media that you disagree with. Mm. And, of course, uh, when this was brought up at the uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' press briefing, um, Michelle Costa wanted her to say that the press was not the enemy of the people. She refused to say it. She started talking about how people say mean things to her, and they yell at her and call her a traitor and stuff. And it's interesting for her to be complaining about that when her boss does all of that and does it much more often than anybody in the media does. So, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. They write it off, and they, they say it's free speech, that people can act this way. But, you know, violent speech, again, hateful speech is protected. Violence is not. So the more that the president whips up, as Jim Acosta said, this kind of negative animosity towards the media, eventually somebody is going to act on it. You're going to see, you can mark my words in the sad state of the world that we live in, that there will be a violent act probably taken out against a journalist. And we'll have no one to blame for it but ourselves of allowing ourselves to to be you know, whipped up into this frenzy and to believe the enemy is the media. And they, they truly are not. They're trying to do their job to report, to keep and hold accountable our elected leaders. And if something crazy does happen, I mean, we saw what happened with Pizzagate, um, you know, back a year or two. I don't remember what it was at this point, but there's so much been going on in the news. It all just comes together. But uh, it, it's getting even crazier out there with this group called QAnon, um, there was a good amount of them at the rally. If you're watching the Trump rally, there were a lot of signs that said Q, people wearing shirts to say, you know, I'm Q or I'm with Q or QAnon, blah, blah, blah. And uh, QAnon, I mean, these are the lunatics that the lunatics call crazy. Um, they think there's like some global conspiracy where the world's elite are trying to murder Trump. They think that the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, all of these people are together, you know, working in, as one to take down pre- you know, President Trump is the guy fighting them off. I mean, he thinks they think Robert Mueller really is investigating the Trump campaign. That he's really on Trump's side, and that they're secretly inv- uh, investigating Hillary. For, eh. I, I, I saw CNN, uh, there's a clip out there, I think it was on the um, Anderson Cooper show, they interviewed a few people who were waiting in line, and these people think all the, all the media are members of the deep state and are you know being used by the CIA, and if they don't know what it said, they asked them, do you have any proof for that? And the person responded, well, I don't have any not proof of it. And I'm like, well, you can't provide not proof. I mean, first of all, not proof isn't even the correct way to say that. It's just really scary because these are the fringe people that can go crazy and, and do something really, really insane, like shooting up a pizza parlor because you think there's some pedophile ring in the basement. Yeah, these folks are so far out there that they believe things that Trump says, and that's why they vote for him. And this is why he says he loves ignorant people for that very reason. You know, the whole comes back to the whole the quote about, you know, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Sadly, there are people out there that, that do feel this way and that believe and buy into this stuff. And, oh, critical thought. So important. I mean, just think back 10 years ago when at one of the McCain rallies or one of the Q&As are like, oh, Obama's a Muslim and he wasn't born in America. And McCain's like, no, that's, that's not true. No. He was running against for president, but he also was going to kind of kick down some of these stupid conspiracy theories. 
Fast forward to today, Trump would be like, maybe he is. I'm just asking the question. Maybe, maybe he is, uh, you know, foreign. Obviously, he was behind the whole birther thing. But yeah. the fact that we have the head of a political party now that not only refuses to denounce these things, but really actively encourages these kind of conspiracy theories, it's just really dangerous. Because he is no better than them, as you said. He was the uh, propagator of the uh, birther movement. He is no better than them. He believes and buys into that. I mean, the National Enquirer was his source of news. He believes this stuff, and so he has no problem spreading it. And, you know, uh, are you talking about Trump and the news or the, the women that he pays off? I was confused we said spreading it. <laughs> Inappropriate, <laughs> sorry. Spreading something. Sorry. Um, last thing I want to talk about here um, is our, our old uh, talking point with North Korea. Um, new intelligence shows that North Korea is continuing to produce missiles that could actively hit the United States. I tell you, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked this is going on. Um, I thought for sure it was done. That's what the president told us. Surprise, surprise. We can all sleep easier tonight, folks. You know, Republicans on the Hill are saying to Trump, oh, you know, Kim Jong-un can't be trusted. Well, duh. Um, Senator Dan Sullivan said, I think it's troubling. and I think it goes to the issue that in these negotiations, we have to uh, have our eyes wide open. These guys cheated on every single agreement, either Kim Jong-un or his dad or his grandfather. Yeah, that's what we've all been saying for the past six months or so, but no one wants to listen to it. They just want to sing Kumbaya and say Trump is the best president ever. Yeah, how many uh, despots have you known in your, your time to have been honest? No. They're honest in that they're honest liars, if that even makes sense. Um, Trump and Sarah Huckabee Sanders would rather focus on the, re- the return of the remains, uh, believed to be of U.S. service members from the Korean War. You know, first, I, I hope they are um, Americans who were left behind, but um, you know, I-, I won't be convinced until we have some kind of confirmation. I don't know how they do that. But second, and maybe this is because I'm not in the military. I know... My uncle is a former Navy guy, and this is a very important issue to him. Um, but I'm more concerned with those that could die in the future from these missiles than I am with uh, those who died in the Korean War. I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody who had any relatives who may still have been over there. Um, but the fact that he can praise him for bringing these bones home however many years after uh, the war or the conflict ended, uh, but really just turn a blind eye to the, the continual building of these missiles, uh, it just baffles me. Yeah, it's you know, the idea of, look here while I build the missiles over there. It's the old bait-and-switch routine. And we're falling for it, so why 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 should he stop doing it if uh, we're going to keep going along with it? Um, it just shows that it, Trump's announcement, like everything he does, is really very premature. I mean, it's it's no different than uh, President Bush saying mission accomplished when it really wasn't. Um, the the U.S. intelligence agencies that have analyzed these satellite images believe uh, North Korea is building one or two intercontinental ballistic missiles. And this is the same stuff they produced previous ICBMs that can hit America. And, you know, it's fine for us. We're on the East Coast. Uh, but if you're in L.A. or you're in Hawaii or you're in Alaska or you're in Japan, uh, you're in uh, South Korea, you, you've got something to worry about. I mean, you see Kellyanne Conway say, it's a process. Things don't change overnight. Um, I wonder what her husband has to say about that since he uh, posts on Twitter constantly uh, anti-Trump things. What an interesting household that must be. You know, you could put her logic uh, to test on the Miller investigation, right? Things don't change overnight. Yeah. No, no, no. That's totally different. It's totally. By the way, I'm very upset that Ivanka's clothing line is shut down. 
Uh, you know, we know speaking of her, speaking of her, not to change the subject. No, no, did you did you see how she was all upset about you know the separating of families at the border? Yeah. Where Crimea River? Why don't you stop crying about it and why don't you do something? Do something? It? Yeah, you know you have your daddy's ear. Yeah, uh, you're one of the few people he listens to. Yeah. Your father's president. You're a special. I don't even know what the whole role is anymore. Special advisor to the president. Um, you could go in there and you know we know that he's enamored with her to a certain degree. Uh, she can go in there and, and say what needs to be done and he'd probably listen to her. But no, she'd rather just whine about it and then probably, I don't know, blame Democrats or something or you know, blame Jared maybe, who knows. Oh, she also said that the, uh, you know, the, the media is not the enemy and then Trump came back saying, well, you know, my daughter said that the media isn't the enemy, only the fake news media is the enemy, which you know, he calls everybody fake news that doesn't agree with him, so. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we have for Kevin's Corner this week? Well, Jesse. This week, the president of the United States has urged the attorney general to end the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election by special counsel Robert Mueller. This is not the first time the president has suggested that the investigation should be terminated. He insists that it is a witch hunt, a waste of time, and a waste of taxpayer money. The president continually goes out of his way to discredit the process of the investigation and the character of those tasked with carrying out the process, determining the extent to which our free election may have been tampered with. We must ask ourselves why the president acts this way. If a guilty man has nothing to hide, why waste time trying to stop the process? Let it play out. It will surely be vindicating, or it will not. Before we give in and believe that the investigation is slow and fruitless, let us remember that justice takes time, that Watergate took two full years to play out, and that 30 indictments have already been handed down. The wheels are turning, and this investigation has teeth. If not, the president wouldn't be trying so hard to stop it. Makes sense to me. Very well said, Kevin. Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for sticking with us. I know we've had a kind of an erratic schedule here for the last week or so, and it won't be changing in the next week. Kevin, you're about to go on vacation tomorrow. I'm jealous of you. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to the birthplace of America, Philadelphia, PA. Oh, I'm not the birthplace of civilization, Mesopotamia. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we've spent a couple of weekends ourselves in Philadelphia and had a good time. Um, and you know, when you get back here, we'll do another episode. So if we don't have another episode, since this is, you would like to listen to this at least on Saturday, if not after, we probably won't have a new episode this week, but the following week we'll be back hopefully with our normal schedule and we'll get some episodes in before you have to go back to school. Yeah. Back, back to work, back to the old grind. Got a couple weeks left. Going to enjoy them. Um, you know, actually it's a little easier to get these podcasts produced on a weekly basis when I'm in school because I'm on my routine. You take me into the summer and I get a little out of sorts. Too much so, golf, right? Yeah, too much golf, too much uh, family time. So well, I'll try to take another day off of work before you go back, play one more game of golf maybe. Sounds good. Um, well, all right, then. Uh, remember, go to our website at grabthembythepod.com for lots of wonderful goodies. You can follow us on Twitter at grabbythepod. Uh, grab them by the pot apparently it was too long so we had to shorten it up a bit um, feel f- please feel free to send us an email go to our website and there's a place there you can send us an email um, if you have questions we'd be happy to answer them on the air um, and you know you can always go to our Patreon page if you give enough money you can uh, pick a topic for Kevin and I to argue pick who you want to take each side 
and, and please don't have it be anything horrible like are you pro or anti-racism that that would not be good <laughs> listen if you give enough money we could quit our real jobs and you'd have an episode every day yeah piece of cake man i mean heck uh just, just we have one guy who gives us a dollar a month and i really appreciate him and of course i can't remember his name right now we did give him a shout before i'll make sure next episode to give him a shout out again um, That'd be a good idea. It means it means a lot to us, uh, and especially because he was a conservative and he listened to us because he liked our our points of view at least. Uh, so, all right, it's enough babbling for one episode. It's uh, the witching hour. It's officially Saturday, so let's get this wrapped up, and we will talk to all of you guys next time. Later. Later.